There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer. Rise. Hi beloveds and welcome back to Beautifully Empowered. It's good to be back. <laughs> As I feel like I always say. <laughs> um... I just wanted to talk about not necessarily what's happening with the war with Ukraine and Russia, the conflict there, but really bringing it back down to what I think the world is really not getting. And that is something about I'm about to share on my Instagram story, Instagram post. And I just thought I'd read it here first, even though I'm probably going to post this later today, which is Sunday. Um... I was just reflecting and I was basically saying that, you know, the world still doesn't get it, that we're one breathing organism. You know, humanity is one consciousness and what happens to one person is ultimately happening to everybody. Um, as a humanity, we are a global society. We are a collective and, you know, a lot of spiritual teachings, you know, from Jesus to Buddha, um, have said this all along, that we are one global entity, one consciousness. And I'm thinking about things like country borders and um, things like the idea, or it's not even an idea, more of a social construct of race, which are illusions. Because even if you are separated by a country border, are you not human on the other side, you know? Um, even in the UK, you know, um, I've had things said to me, you know, little things said that I've heard said to other people, like go back to your own country and things like that. And it's just like, let's just scrutinize what you've actually just said there. Go back to your own country, your own country. This is one planet earth and it is shared not just by human beings, but by plants and animals as well. And we share existence on this planet you know, race is a social construct, construct that was, you know, constructed to justify slavery and colonialism and colonial war. And the root, you know, I don't even think that racism is an actual, it's not the actual problem. It's a symptom of a greater disease. You know, um, I'm about to post a cover song that I did of, um, zombies or zombie by the cranberries and this was uh, quite a few years ago now and I was so passionate about singing this song I don't ever sing cover songs unless I really feel the songs deeply and there was a line in the song obviously it was about um the 1916 conflict. I've also lived in Ireland for a year, so I experienced the political and religious conflict there myself um and it was very interesting to see how heartbreaking it is to just actually see it. So many experiences I could talk about, and maybe I'll talk about that another time. But in the song, it says, but you see, it's not me, it's not my family. And when I was, when I was um, 
thinking about the whole conflict with Ukraine and Russia and I'm just like yeah that song really stood out to me and I'm just going to post it and, and put like a little caption with it because it isn't just a, just another conflict over there it isn't just that family over there and it's not affecting me it is going to affect everybody you know if a part of the human family is being threatened with destruction that's ultimately going to affect everybody's life because nuclear war involves all of us and it's like one of those things again that we can ask ourselves you know what can we do as human beings as individuals to ease discomfort in the world though you know collectively you know it starts obviously with ourselves, and that ripples out and you know I've seen myself I bumped into a friend let me just finish off what I was saying there yeah so um what, what kind of changes can we make in our daily life that means that someone in another part of the world doesn't have to suffer and there are many changes there and I'm sure that you can in your own mind and with your own imagination think about in your own life what that really implies without me having to say it I just think intuitively you just be able to just think about what that means for you but I went to a TEDx event yesterday at the Bridgewater Hall in Manchester, a beautiful event, so many different innovative um, thoughts being brought to the surface, and I bumped into a friend there who actually is a listener of my podcast, she's a friend and she listens to my podcast as well, and she was just like, Amy, are you still doing your podcast? And I was like, oh, you've noticed, haven't you, that I've not posted in a few weeks, and she, I was just like, you know, sometimes when I'm going through things in my life, which I don't feel like I have an obligation to, I don't feel obligated to share that on my podcast I think I am a very private individual and there are times when I'm solely focused on myself and realigning myself and um, coming back to center and I don't feel that I want to ever release a podcast that is half-hearted I'm doing it just for the sake of it because I, I, I just don't want that energy to be out there and I don't want that energy to affect my listeners either and I was just like, oh, you've put me on the spot now. And I was I was wanting to record a podcast this week. Um, I've just been really busy with some other projects I'm doing. Um, you know, some meditation music that I'm going to be singing at an event and all of this. So, yeah, coming back to the conflict in, in, in Ukraine and Russia and how we can see it from a high, high perspective as a collective. If one part of the planet is nuked, then we're all nuked. You know, it's it's... And I was watching a video and the lady was mentioning in the, in the video that, you know, if war is to spread, if this war is to spread through Europe and into the NATO, NATO countries, you know, into an, you know, basically a nuclear holocaust, then isn't that all of us and all of our earth? Isn't it interesting to, to, to really think about one country or one part of the planet has the potential to blow up this whole planet by the press of a button? And it makes you think, doesn't it, that, you know, even looking at the word earth, and I've said this so many times, that earth is an anagram for heart and it's the human heart. You know, obviously when you change the words around, you know, you've got earth, all you have to do is put the end of that word earth, which is the H, move it around and you've got heart there. And it's an anagram for, earth is an anagram for heart, heart is an anagram for earth. And it's interesting when you look at the chakras that the heart chakra is green, which is nature, you know, earth. I just look at that deeply, but, you know, it's the human heart that suffers before we ever go to war. You know, war being the result of separation and separation being the product of fear or the result of fear. And the 
every single one of us has a choice that adds to the collective spirit you know in terms of the pandemic it's not one part of the planet facing it it's the whole of the planet and i think that's what we're being asked to think collectively and if we're able to perceive things a little bit differently that okay it's not just you know we truly are in this together and to be able to see things from a higher perspective helps us to understand the many pains and 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 the traumatic events that we go through um because i do i do feel that like there's a part of me that does feel like you know through pain we grow not to say not to say that it is the same thing as saying oh we have to go through pain in order to grow i don't really deal with absolutes i just think that what i've experienced in my life is that when we go through pain there's an opportunity to grow and not everybody does go through through those opportunities and so what we don't face or what we don't learn from the situations that we're in we tend to repeat and it does remind me of a game of chess basically one of my songs that i've written called wonderland which i've not released yet there's a line in the song where i'm saying that um i am the queen of the chessboard and i'll move ever anywhere i like because the queen is able to move wherever she wants on the chessboard and that's very interesting and it's like war is like a game of chess and every choice that we make in our individual lives does actually contribute to the collective spirit you know humanity is clearly suffering um and one thing that has caused me to to really go into i mean i never really even considered death as much as i did um as, as much as i have done since i experienced watching a family member die a couple of months ago uh, last uh, summer actually um and uh september sorry the diagnosis was in summer and this family member died in september and it's like you when you're faced with death it makes you think death it makes you think so seriously about valuing life and yes death is a part of life um but it's like what can we do as individuals to support to ease the suffering of so much of this planet that's just clearly wanting to survive but at the same time like we could be heading to destruction not just as a collective but in our individual lives if we're not able to see from higher perspective in regards to covid in regards to the pandemic and i love the word pandemic i've decoded that word pandemic so many times um pan meaning all as well i just find it really interesting um if you want to listen to my last podcast where i did a bit of decoding i think it's my last one i'll put it in the description down below anyway um and in every in every choice this is the ultimate question is it isn't it what are we going to it's like you know in everything that i do um i always think to myself what is the the highest perspective of this circumstance or this relationship or this problem so-called problem that i've been um faced with and it's just like you want to do something that ultimately is not just benefiting you for the better but it's benefiting everybody and i always think that if you truly are doing what your soul is calling you to do truly and honestly then i do really think that that is going to benefit the collective absolutely like i always think of myself as like i'm an artist and i write poetry not that i ever release much poetry because it actually gets released through music because most of my poetry t- turns into songs so um it's i always think when i'm doing something that my soul is calling me to do it absolutely helps the collective like i love podcasting podcasting i love to talk i absolutely love to talk and um 
it's not just talking because I don't like talking for the sake of talking sake. It is more about sharing ideas and perspectives and sharing um, thoughts or stream of you know streams of of, of perception or um, that can basically expand our consciousness like if, if our perception of ourselves and, and can change then the perception or the, the 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 mundane perception that we have of the world can also change and it's just like you know we want to keep in our hearts those that are in ukraine those that are in you in russia and those that have been displaced and those that are now refugees and also to extend that to the already i think we already have what is it, 80 million refugees worldwide anyway um and then to extend that even further um, to the human soul, just to the planet itself, which is a living organism itself as a planet, and to animals and to plants. And it's like, it causes us to question that this planet that we love, live on is just a living being with living beings on it. Like, we're just, an, we're just like literally a... There are, no, there are no even words sometimes. I'm literally looking out my window now because I'm recording this in my bedroom. And I'm just looking at this gorgeous tree. Like, anybody that knows me knows I, I absolutely love trees. Like, it's a real thing. Like, I look at a tree, especially a bear tree, I see a human nervous system. Like, it looks like a human nervous system. And I'm not going to re repeat myself so many times, but the way that it's just rooted to the earth, it reminds me to root myself and to, you know, make sure that I'm stable and grounded in everything that I do. Um, saying that I, am t I have to have 10% earth in my birth chart. <laughs> Um, and but I have a lot of water, I'm not going to lie, and a lot of fire. Um, and it's like the way that the trees are homes to the birds and just everything about a tree, the way that they reach out to each other, to the next tree, and they're always touching each other, and the way that the, the root system, the way that they're all connected under, underground. Like, anyway, my fascination with trees is just like, it's, it's beyond words. Trees are absolutely magic to me. And so I just wanted to just like put this out there that like in our lives, like even things such as labels, which I've used labels before. I've used labels in this podcast as well. And it's like these labels serve us to a certain extent, but again, it only helps helps you to understand things for, from a certain lens. So, for example, say for example, two people might have PTSD. One individual has been to war and is now su suffering from PTSD because of the results of that war, and another one might have been trigger word here. So, another individual might have been um, sexually abused or raped when they were a child and. Maybe not a child, actually, because that would be complex PTSD, but PTSD maybe when they're older, um, through rape, through that situation, or they may have just gone through job loss and, and, and it's brought up insecurities. Like, the, the label is the same, but the reason as to why they've got that label is not the same. And ultimately, you can see, when you speak to a stranger, when you speak to your friend, when you speak to a family member, we're all going through the same fucking thing all of us and some of us are more privileged than others some of us have suffered more than other others some of us um you know we, we take more some of us give more some of us have experienced love more and we value love more some of us have not experienced love and we hoard it and we take it and and some people abuse it but ultimately 
humanity is suffering and what the world doesn't get is that we're all one breathing organism one consciousness and there's a beauty in that to see that the you can see when you look at nature when you look at plants when you when you see a human genuinely suffering you can see the mirror reflection in that even somebody that has done the worst crimes and i'm not going to go deep into this because i probably will upset a lot of listeners but there are people that i've known in my life that you know or, or people that i i i have known and no longer in my life that they have done the most horrendous things that you could do to a human being and yet not justifying what they've done but seeing that that human being at the root of what not necessarily the root of what they are but what is happening what has caused that human being to be the way they are is trauma what has that human been through to then cause them to want to hurt another human being because hurt people hurt people and i absolutely do agree that that it's still never an excuse i don't agree with making it as you know using it as a justification to continue to hurt other people i definitely don't agree with that but what i can understand is why somebody is the way they are and at the root of it all is separation the illusion of separation and and fear and if social fear disappeared then racism would disappear and it takes the individual or it causes the individual to look within oneself and, and to ask ourselves like what is it we're actually doing here are we are we doing something to serve self in this idealistic even just at the idea of the nuclear family it's just they were mentioning it in in doing a talk on it in in the ted talk event yesterday and they were talking about the ideal of the the western ideal of the nuclear family and how it doesn't actually benefit society as a whole it doesn't benefit the mother or the father and it doesn't benefit the child and it literally does take a village to raise children and we know that through history and it's like even when you think about the way in which the uk and i've said this a few podcasts ago treat the elderly as if like oh because of capitalism we're not focusing on the elderly now so subconsciously we forget about them once they turn a certain age and we just shove them in care homes and and see them every christmas and we just leave them there and think that they're being cared for it's not the responsibility of a care home to truly care for the elderly they take care of the most basic needs and i know i know that through direct experience of, of of knowing somebody that's that's in a care home and has been in a care home that where is the care there you know it, it really does come from family it just come from friends and it comes from those that understand that what's being done in care homes is that the basic needs are being taken care of the basic needs are being taken care of excuse me um you know like getting you up and dressing you and feeding you and putting you in your chair and you know but the actual care has to come from beyond the the actual care home itself we have to see that we are one collective and this person this individual hopefully still has living family members and and friends and it, and it's like why do we feel like we don't need to take care of one another that, that we are so incredibly connected and i think that you could agree or at least um try and see this perspective for a minute that like clearly because of you know 
what's gone on with the pandemic and COVID and blah, 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 that clearly we need each other more than we've ever realized. I was in a taxi the other day, um, just doing whatever I was doing. And in my mind, I was having a conversation, not in my mind, I was actually having a real conversation with the taxi driver, as I always do. I'm always having conversations with ta taxi drivers, we always talk. And in my mind, I'm just like, cheapers, like, literally, we rely on each other for so much. Like, just visiting a family member in hospital, and I was just like, the doctors are doing this, the nurse ward manager is doing this, the nurse coordinator is doing that, the social worker is doing that, the physio, the physio lady is doing this, the discharge lady is doing that. They're all responsible for, for, for small aspects of the, the care that goes on in a hospital. And it's like, every single thing we do is caring for somebody else. You know, if you're, you work in retail and you're selling food <laughs> and it's just like well obviously that's benefiting benefiting society isn't it because you're you're making sure that everybody's fed making sure that you know and i was having a discussion even um spare with me i need to like plug this in my i was even having i won't get too deep here because it is a podcast and i don't want to get flagged or anything but like i was even having a discussion because i've got a family member that was on a covid ward and i was having a really deep conversation with one of the nurses there you know and i won't say too much like i said but it was so interesting in getting their perspective on what's happening and to see how frustrated these nurses are my sister's also a student nurse and so she has a lot of experience there working in hospitals and it's so interesting to see that regardless of whether you're pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine anti-mask pro-mask it doesn't actually fucking matter because at the end of the day there isn't this polarity of black and white up and down good and bad the devil and god you know satan and jesus like whatever the fuck it is black and white we have been so polarized in our thinking to see that the world really isn't actually the world may may be in extremes like for example someone said to me the other day oh are you anti-vaccine are you pro-vaccine and i was just like honestly why does that even matter do i say to you do you have stds and can you i want to know like i want to know but why do you want to know like, I don't go up to someone who's shopping and take their meat out of their trolley and say, oh, well, you're damaging the planet and you're damaging your health. <laughs> it's so irrelevant. It's like, what we should learn about sovereignty is that your body is your own and you should be able to do, well, you have the freedom to do what you want with your body. And I, I do think that people should be informed. There should be some informed consent um rather than being manipulated and uh you know propaganda being used to, to coerce people to do things that they do they don't really want to do but there's a fear that they have to do it and it's just like ultimately you can still see the the consciousness in all of this that regardless of where you stand on covid regardless of your political um stance regardless of what religion you follow what you know whether you follow religion whether you're an atheist an agnostic whether you're spiritual but fundamentally there is only one race maybe separated by ethnicity maybe so but race is not it's not a thing it's a thing that we've created and we've decided to see the world through this lens of a social construct and again coming back to the conflict in ukraine and russia it's so 
ultimately heartbreaking because at the end of the day, civilians do die. And war is incredibly unnecessary. And I just think it's so interested at this point that we still don't get it. We still don't get that war is fear. It's separation. It's the illusion that I am separate to that human being down the road. I'm othering you. You're black and I'm white. You're wrong and I'm right. <laughs> You're othering somebody else who wants the same thing as you. The same thing as you. They want happiness. They want stability. They want peace. They want love. They want the same thing as you. How is it possible that we still cannot see that regardless of whether we're condemning a world, a, a particular leader of a country or whether we're, we're, we're for that individual, for fuck's sake, human beings are dying Human beings are being displaced and human beings are refugees. So, regardless of us being, like, in resistance to something, you know, um, or, you know, being in favour of a particular country and, and defending that country while literally blaspheming the existence of another country, for fuck's sake, like, this is human life that we're talking about. And again... If this, you know, if one can, if, if, if one part of the world is nuked, we're all fucking nuked. So it's, I'm trying to bring some sort of light to the discussion because I think like when people talk, especially here in the UK, when I've heard conversations and you know, people have sent me videos on what, on what Putin has said and like, it's just like, you know, without getting caught into this, oh my God, there's going to be like an outrage, there's going to be like this happening and that happen. The whole fucking discussion of whether you're pro-mask or anti-mask doesn't fucking matter if one part of the world is nuked because we're all nuked and your fucking mask doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. We're all in this together and I think like, I hope that it's causing people to really look at the, the, the sacredness of life the sacredness of consciousness, that consciousness runs throughout everything, and that we're all a part of the same source, we all come from the same source, that must mean something to people, you, you know, it, it causes you to, even when I have conflicts with people, or I have, you know, a disagreement with somebody, I still see the consciousness in that human, I still acknowledge that that is a human, human being, that is a living being, that no matter how much this person might have hurt me, no matter how much this person might have an agenda to fucking destroy me, that ultimately I see that that is a, a wounded human being. And, you know, I don't really know where I'm going with this podcast. It's more like a stream of consciousness. It's not, I've not planned this. I've just decided I'm going to share something today. It's Sunday and I love posting on Sunday, so sending love to those that are you know that have family members in ukraine and family members in russia or you do have family members that are refugees or just anybody that is suffering it it's all the same thing we're all going through the same thing and i think having compassion for human beings regardless of their religion regardless of their skin color for fuck's sake regardless of how much money they've got for fuck's sake why does it matter whether someone's this class or that class are they not just human like, why does it matter? And some of us have been, 
you know, had more opportunities than others. Some of us have, have grown up in poverty and trauma and th some people go down a particular lifestyle and yet others sit there and judge it. Do you not see that, like, we all go through the same thing? You know, it honestly breaks my heart, like, you know, the state of this world. It really does. And I think sometimes, like, the only reason I've got this podcast is so that hopefully the small, the small, tiny audience that I've got, that it, it, it inspires, not inspires, it empowers you to take responsibility for your own life because I think that's what spirituality is when you take responsibility for your own life and your decisions. But also to share this podcast if there's something that you think will value somebody else and that will help them to expand their consciousness. I was so like in awe when I bumped into my friend at this TEDx event. Um, <laughs> and she was just like, Amy, I share my, I share your podcast with everybody, especially um, the one that you did on, um, I think it was narcissistic mothers or narcissistic personality disorder. But I know that the podcast that I did on the daughters of narcissistic mothers has had like i think it's had like 1400 plays which is yeah that's definitely the my highest listened to podcast my other pod podcasts have had a little bit lower a little bit lower of a view of a general view than that um and it was just like oh she's put me on the spot i mean i was intending to record a podcast this weekend anyway but she really did put me on the spot she was just like i absolutely love your podcast don't ever delete it she was like, I listen to it all the time. And I'm just like, oh, I think that's all it is really, isn't it? It's just ideas and, and streams of consciousness that can help somebody else to perceive themselves bigger than what they already do and to perceive the world in a different way. It's interesting, isn't it? When you think about consciousness and like, you know, this whole idea that the brain creates consciousness, which is very interesting thought, but like consciousness, that seat of consciousness is what creates our perceptions of ourselves and our and you know perceptions of the world and like it's interesting isn't it when you are around other human beings that have n that have don't have this elevated or expanded consciousness you can see why people are racist and they might be you know bigotry toward other human beings and you know it's it's just that there's, so there's a part of them that's suffering that they don't see what what you see or they don't have that and i think it's just being able to educate people it really is like I, I've even seen, you know, even with racism, like when you're able to educate and I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily the responsibility of black people to educate racist white people. I think that every ethnicity can be racist. I think I think it is different with with black people that it, it, I think that we can be definitely prejudiced and definitely discriminatory to to, to, to other ethnicities, obviously, but there is no there are no structures of power and i don't use power in the sense of like spiritual power or power in the, in the grand sense of scheme of things like the, the actual meaning of that word power um because i do think black people are incredibly powerful um i just think that the, in terms of the financial power that is behind racism when it stems from colonial white european thinking um it, it's just very different and so i don't think that black people can be racist in that sense um but i think that you know ultimately you could ultimately you could prioritize your own ethnicity simply because that's your ethnicity not because you actually favor white people over anybody else it's simply because you're white or you don't favor black people or you favor black people over other people it's not really because other people are black it's because you're black or you're white or you're asian it's because 
you see yourself in another therefore you favoritize or you know it's that whole selective empathy thing as well if you see on the front of a newspaper a ukrainian child in war you might feel a bit more um you might have you might have more emotional empathy toward that child if you are white than when you see a newspaper with an african child and you just associate that with oh well africa is just a poor continent which is absolutely ridiculous africa's not a poor continent um that really does need challenging um africa is a, a, a continent that has been pillaged it's been basically raped it's been taken and i think that the whole world would the whole world is literally um conspiring against africa and i won't really get into that i think people can do their own research with that but like yeah where was i going with that i don't know um it's just an interesting interesting thought and an interesting conversation and we're one consciousness um and I think I'm just going to end it there. And I hope that I hope that you can take from this, as I always say at the end of my podcast, what you want to take from it. Share, share it if you want to share it. Um, and yeah, have a lovely day.